0: This week's episode of Aussie Techies is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco. And keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. Startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help, and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, athwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Welcome to episode 721 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 15th of April 2021. I'm your host Jason Oakley, it's my co-host Will Tomkinson. Hey Will. Hey mate. How is it? Hot. What's up? 32 degrees. Whoa. Hmm. I got my fan on but that's about it for here.
1: That so was like 9 degrees at 6 o'clock this morning and by 10 o'clock it was 30.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Crazy Dumb. Queensland.
1: That's so bad.
0: I've oh. never been uh wearing my tracky decks lately. Oh, like not. yeah, it's
1: been cold, but
0: it doesn't stay cold.
1: So But um I like the intro being back to the normal length now. Yeah? It's a three pret- <laughs> that's a three pretzel intro now. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs>
0: These they must be big pretzels if it takes you two minutes to eat
1: them? <laughs> you got to water as well. You can't just have pretzels without water.
0: <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty.
1: Speaking of which, Mick, your congratulations. You're the winner of absolutely nothing, but uh, good job on emailing. You're literally the only person who either listens to the intro or cares enough to listen to the <laughs> actually listen to the intro <laughs> who picked up that yes, indeed, the intro was actually fast forwarded. It was an April Fool's because that show was uh, on on. April 1st. Um, There was a couple other truth bombs dropped in there as well that were April Fool's jokes. Nobody noticed that I said welcome to the
0: Aussie Tech Heads or Uh, thank you for listening to Aussie Tech Crypto. Yeah,
1: (laughs) among a couple other things that were in there. (laughs) Um, And yes, you are correct. You heard it the following week and that was entirely my fault because I forgot to take Fast Forward off.
0: (laughs) By that stage, we we're like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. It was
1: like one o'clock in the morning. I was editing the audio, and I went, "I am not changing that." <laughs> so
0: you're welcome to have a very short intro. Yeah, so thanks, Mick. Straight into the meaty stuff. That's <laughs> what we want. Uh, Otherwise, it's. I, you know, I mean, triple, well, that's
1: that's at normal speed. Triple double,
0: double <laughs> WordPress. So, pal. <Bow. laughs> but uh, oh, I've been busy this week. I bought. Uh, two kind of two google chromecasts with google tv added in there because uh dad's i've got the normal chromecast here and dad's got my old roku box which the control stopped working so i put the <clears> roku <throat> app on his phone so anytime he has to watch netflix he has to start up his phone <laughs> and control yeah. the roku box so i was like i fell for the google uh advertising they sent me an email said hey would you like this Google uh, Chromecast with Google TV. And I was like, what the heck is that? So Alex Kidman sent me an article that he did on it. I was like, that sounds all right. And a couple of people said they liked it. But uh, you get this funky little remote, suspiciously a lot like the Apple TV remote in size and functionality. It's got like a home button, a back button, and uh, Netflix and a YouTube button. And you can press a button and go, okay, find me. Dukes of Hazard." and it'll bring up whatever service has got that on there for you if you've signed into it. So
1: thought you were going to say, find me Johnny 5.
0: Yeah. Johnny <laughs> 5 is alive. <laughs>
1: um, I've got the normal Chromecast. I've got a couple of those, and they're handy. Yeah.
0: Um, Over this one <clears> this <throat> comes with all the apps on it, so you don't have to open up. Yeah, Netflix and then hit cast to TV because Netflix is already on the device. So I thought that might be easy for Dad because mm. if I had to teach him how to cast something, I'm yeah, well, shoot myself in the head first. That's but, what I was going to um, say.
1: Like it's very limited use now because most TVs have casting already built in. So yep. the the Google Chrome thing not so... Uh, the um Google Chrome Chromecast. Chromecast thing is not so much as important as it used to be. But I do have a TV, or it's an old school. 720p, um, 24, 20, it's like a 26, 28 inch, it's not a commercial monitor, yep. uh, it's hanging up in the shed on the wall, so when I'm in there I watch stuff, and <clears throat> I had an old Roku box, I tried that, I tried an Android set-top box, and I tried something else, and the Chromecast was the only one that didn't care that it wasn't HDMI compliant, ah. because it was pre- uh, all that versions of HDMI, different things and whatever. So it literally is yep. just HDMI input. It it doesn't care.
0: 1.0, 1.1, 1.2, 2.0.
1: That's it. It doesn't care about any of that. It just wants an input. It doesn't care. It can be VGA, it can be DVI, it can Need be input. HDMI input. <laughs> input, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and the Chromecast was the only thing that worked on that, short of taking the laptop out there all the time. Yeah. So, but because I'm in there with my phone anyway, it, it's it's fine. Like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter.
0: You're but, techie um, enough to do it. But if, yeah. But yeah. You, you don't uh, want to uh, explain to grandpa. <laughs> no.
1: So it's basically a, I guess if you've already got a Roku box, you don't need it. Yep. Or an Android TV. Well like Android um, set-top box thing. It'd be yeah, pretty yeah. similar to that in functionality, I'd imagine. And
0: you can watch uh, <coughs> Apple TV on it because they've given up. But apparently, <laughs> they reckon they're going to come out with this new device that can do Apple TV and video conferencing.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, what, an f- a f- Android phone? Yeah, <laughs> They're going to shove this inside another box and you hook up your TV. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I'll run the Apple TV app for Android. Yeah, I, I don't... <sighs> I mean... Did you ever read the... Um, the Chromecast
1: can do that anyway.
0: Steve Jobs' biographies where they, he said, we've finally solved it. We've solved TV. What we're going to bring out in the next few years is going to be so amazing it'll blow your mind. It's better than any kind of TV thing. And then Apple TV, I think, came out, which was the Apple TV box that we already had. But now they got plus because they're doing their own content. But
1: yeah, I it mean, didn't solve anything. <clears throat> no, it didn't. And Android did the first. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Um, but it, it, I mean, it looked fancy. It was a fancy little unit with a fancy little remote. And you know, it was more refined. I mean, That's one thing I'll say look, they didn't necessarily weren't groundbreaking or didn't do anything you couldn't already do on an Android device, but they did it nicer. And they did it cleaner, and they that's did it more how refined. They do all their yeah, stuff. That's right. That's not find something you know.
0: someone's already done and make <coughs> it look nice. Yeah,
1: which is all Lexus does. They take a Toyota and they stick Lexus badges on it and put shiny interior in it, and suddenly it's twice the value it was when it was a Toyota. Ching. You know, it, it, it's not a new concept, but it's a concept oh. that I mean, it serves Apple well. Yeah. Um, and people like to pay premium because of the Apple name on it. And in all honesty, if I had, let's say, I had unlimited budget had a penthouse in an apartment somewhere and i wanted a discreet setup i wanted it to work i wanted it to be easy to use i wanted it to function i want to be the thing where anybody could pick up and interact with it i honestly would probably put an apple style tv integration into that because at the end of the day it is more user friendly than an android one unless you if you've used an android you can use an apple device but if you've used apple devices a lot of people have trouble using android devices not yeah. that they're hard they're just different but it's, they seem to be backwards compatible. If you used Android, you can use Apple. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and if I was going for a sleek, refined system, I would use you know um, Apple products purely based on the way they look. They they would yeah. fit into that that design and look, better. Modern than, and high tech too. Yeah, exactly. You know, you you and can minimal. Make, you can make a PC do that. You can make an Android do that. But a Mac just does it. You don't yep. have to make it do. That. <laughs> you know, so. You know, as much as I hang on them, they they do have that concept down pat. That's why as well. I got a
0: MacBook Air <clears throat> for my latest laptop device.
1: Yeah, and uh, once again, for what you're doing with it, with enough processing power to be useful, as well as watch DVDs on and have a decent battery life, the MacBook Air is perfect. There's not really a netbook in the PC realm that'll do the same sort of job, unless you go for something like an Asus Transformer or whatever. But then that's a whole other level of complexity yeah. you're adding yeah. that you don't need to. You know, so.
0: And the other thing I did was I'm still waiting for my new computer, which should arrive next week. They reckon they're going to be shipping out tomorrow. But I wanted to talk about the case. I got a phone call today, and he's like, hi, we're building your computer. Are you really sure you want this case that you've selected? Because you said you wanted to stick it under the desk in the bedroom. And I was like, why? And he said, if I stand up, this case comes up to my waist. Um that's why it's called a full tower. Do you really want something that's got to be that big? And I was like, holy crap, no. <laughs> so it was like, find something else. So I found out, I didn't know, but uh, Mr. T knew that Asus do a tough range. And um, I picked a device on their website that it had the tough, and it looks like a nice design. It's got some kind of seatbelt across, crisscrossing across the front for some reason. <laughs> but as a bonus that I didn't know when I chose it is it comes with a headset Holder, so I can take off my headset, just clomp it on the side of the computer there, and I uh, don't have to worry about leaving it on the table. Or I used to also, when I'm finished at the end of the day, I just hang it over the top of the TV. But as you can see, there it looks nice and tough gaming. And you Is said it? you you've had it tough before, haven't you?
1: Is your headset holder there? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've got the. I think it's like the pre, or it's either the predecessor or just a downgraded model from this. It's basically exactly the same, but it's just a, it doesn't have the webbing on the front of it. It's just a squared, squared off front. But it's got the same sort of button layout. It's got the RGB garbage. It's got the mesh on top. It's got the um, phone holder, the triple fans in the front, all that sort of stuff. The one thing I do it doesn't show it on these pictures so much. No, but one thing I like about them on the off side where your motherboard sits. Uh, yep. is there any that have it on here no they don't uh, sort of but you can't really see it there's actually all these passageways down behind here and there's actually like a, a decent two inch gap between the back of this plate and the back of the case yep. so all your cable management runs in behind this case and gets tucked away in there and, Fantastic. and it looks pretty and the front of it i don't know is was on this one or not on mine the side panel's glass no it's not on this one it's a metal side panel but on mine, because it's supposed to be an RGB case and the memory's got RGB and the SSD's got RGB <laughs> and the power supply <laughs> That was one of the RGB. things when and I put in my order, RGB. I said,
0: they said, if you got any special message for our technicians who are building it, please turn off all the RGB as well. Yeah. And the guy rang me up and he said, you know, the um, cooler, liquid cooler you've got for your CPU, that's got a built-in light that you can't turn off. Should I find you another one? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, and the three fans that are around the case... Yeah, they've, they've got RGB built in by default. You can't disable them. Should I find different fans for you? Yes, please.
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah, they can because they're, uh, they're Aurora fans. They are controllable. They're controllable by the case. I'm oh, well. not on
0: that one. That was the big case oh, that big I Sorry, yeah. bought before that was higher than a horse or something.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, this one, they are controllable. There's there's two ways of doing it. There's a button on the front of the case. So you got your power button, your reset button, and a third button that's not marked. And I'm like, what is this? Because I didn't. See anywhere what it was for. It doesn't mention it in the user manual or anything. Um, but either it's actually the RGB, it cycles through all the colors or through the, the select the random or oh, yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you can right. do it so through there. What
0: he was talking about, he said, I'll plug them in just in case you do decide that you want to have a nice blue glow <laughs> through your bedroom or something. I was like, Yes, yeah, fine, you can do that. I mean, I can put on software to disable it well, because my graphics card. Yeah. It's got RGB, and I plugged that into the computer when I bought it. I was like, why, oh, why has this got RGB?
1: Well, that's it, because mine's got a glass case, so it emphasizes that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's got the button on the front. You can turn it off. It's got setting in the BIOS; You can turn it off, and it comes with an app in Windows you can use. So there's three different ways to turn off the lights. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the only one I can't turn off on of mine is the same thing, the um, the water cooler. Yeah. Um, but nothing a pair of pliers won't fix
0: <laughs> and you you're not a crazy person who has their main computer sitting in their bedroom no well, then that's might, right. might do crypto mining all night when he's got his um power two yeah. battery running crypto well, miner all night I, I the do. whole room's litting up with <clears throat> all these pretty colors like a freaking disco and stuff
1: i mean mine's on all night but i've got a separate computer room but i mean mine's yep. pointless because mine's literally sitting like up Inside a cupboard against the wall, like it, it <laughs> having RGBs on it is completely useless. Um, you know, it's, so but yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, computer get, designing a computer like this is the system I've got now is the first time in f- ever that I have had somebody else build me a computer. I've ah. never had anybody build me a computer until this one, and the only reason I did that is because I needed it now and I was at work and by the time... The, he said he could knock it over in two days and I wouldn't have had time to do it. So that's the only reason I got them to build it. Yeah. Plus they didn't charge me for it, which is <laughs> cool.
0: But, no, these ones don't either. Um, the previous one that I did, I got them <clears throat> to build and that's gone to my daughter now because hers was crashing and the one that I'm getting, they're building as well at PLE down in Heatherton uh, in Victoria. Mm. And... Uh,
1: the only advantage I've had so far is, I've had I had within a couple of months of building it, I had an SSD failure and I had a fan failure, which I didn't even know I had a dead fan. I went in and I said, "Look, one of the SSDs is dead because the system boots and then that's it." Yep, <coughs> and they checked all. It turned out as an SSD and a memory stick. Um, and they go. Oh, while we're here, we replace that bad fan. I didn't even know I had one. So it was all—it's <laughs> great service because they built it. They did it all under warranty, and yeah, I didn't have yeah. to worry about. It. I just went here. you you know, it's got 12 months parts and labor on it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I liked about mine. I had two year warranty. Returned to base, and um, the power <clears> supply had <throat> died, so I just took that out. They sent me a new one. I put it in the bag. Sent them the old one to recycle or whatever, and. I had a brand new power supply I could just install myself.
1: It's mm. one thing I need to get to another power supply. This one, uh, this poor 550 has pretty much been living on the limit for the last.
0: <laughs> yeah, my new one's going to be a 1,000 again. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to get it
1: because I was originally going to get two graphics cards to Sithson. I wish I had it because I can't get these graphics cards anymore.
0: No, nobody can. They yeah. don't exist. No. It's a figment of your imagination.
1: <laughs> they reckon it's going to be what, middle to end of the year before supplies become readily available again?
0: Maybe next year, yeah.
1: It's just so bad. You can thank America for most of I mean, okay, yes, I get it. It's the Chinese crypto miners are the ones snapping up the cards, but you can thank America for the lack of cards, lack of volume of cards, because they went, hey, they went to the... Chinese bad. They went to the Korean and the Thai and the Indonesian companies and said, if you want to supply us with products, you can't supply China. Yeah. So they went, okay, well, hang on, where's my bigger market, China or America? Do we build for China or do we build for America? Some built for China, some built for America, but the problem is that's all they're doing. So there's not enough cross-mogination to have surplus supply. Yep. yep. So, <laughs>
0: I like that you got an Austin Powers <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Uh So
1: yeah. But yeah, I'll
0: be very excited when next next week my um, computer should arrive, and also my Google Chromecast,
1: sans so graphics card. Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> At least I got the thirty. 70 up on the shelf there I even thought I'll just get another one and get him to chuck it in when I buy the new computer no can't Mm -hmm. even get it on a brand new computer you got so
1: lucky that you got that card I know you paid a stupid amount of money for it but the fact you actually even got it is amazing
0: it was 1200 and now it's 1800 for exact same card with nothing (laughs) changed
1: 1200 bucks and you got one and they're 1800 dollars and not available now
0: I might as well (laughs) give up the crypto and just (laughs) Just sell the card Like the computer into the built-in motherboard graphics card, sell the card on eBay for 5,000
1: bucks. <laughs> you probably would because you'd get it because it's the only one in the world now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like it's a 1070 Ti or something, it's 3070. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Rare as hen's teeth.
1: Oh, it was nice. I was watching um, even a doc, There's a thing from, um, we are talking earlier about Republic Gamer and Alienware and stuff like that and it reminded me, I was watching a doco, <coughs> I think it was last week, uh, from Alienware who makes and is known for making not only gamer, like world's best gamer laptops, but also they're interchangeable. You can upgrade components and fix components and repair components and not a throw out item, which is highly unusual in the laptop world. Yep. Uh, but even though saying the new laptops they're bringing out, they're all running Intel onboard graphics at the moment. Like you can order it with a spec card yep. but you won't get the card. You're only getting the discrete, the onboard card that comes with it. Um, and they'll send you it once it's available but they're saying, look, it could be they could be up to two years before we can send you a graphics card yeah. so they're building this high-end gaming laptop
0: with,
1: with super 3D turbo 3D powered Intel graphics, <laughs> discrete graphics chips <laughs> and it's like and they're saying, look, if you've got an existing laptop uh, and you're looking at upgrading, sell it to us We'll buy it from you, and then we'll use, refurbish what can, what we can, yep. and we'll give you your graphics card back out of. So they well. they're actually trying to buy old old netbooks back to take the graphics card <laughs> out of them and use a new netbooks because it's better than ah. the cards that they. The only other option they have for cards.
0: What a crazy world we got now. <laughs> so, much for,
1: so much for so much for buddy Moore's law. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh, so should we do some news or you want to talk about these people that are no longer up here or down there where are they
1: I' up better <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so we just obviously dot com slash um wait pa- patreon.com slash aussi um who said I need to sleep um and <laughs> uh, coffee.com no coffee dot oh ko-fi.com yeah <laughs> ko-coffee ko-fi. yeah, ko- because why do we i'm gonna have words with clan mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah it helps uh, helps us out with support for the channel and uh helps us do things and um you know pay for hosting and pay for software and like the zoom for example that we use for the show is um is paid out of that so it does help us out guys and um obviously we don't expect anything to do it but we are approaching what are we on 721 shows yep and been unsponsored for the whole lot of them and nobody in this country actually cares about podcasting so we'll continue yep. to be unsponsored <laughs> um, but lucky for you we do yeah pretty much so it does help us out but uh, as i said obviously don't feel like you like you need to uh, <clears throat> you need to be part of it
0: australia's do, number one podcasts after all
1: well longest running yeah. yeah, we were actually it was a couple of years ago. We were voted number one, but the longest running um, tech podcast here.
0: Thanks, everyone. So Appreciate it. We do. Off to some news. Mm-hmm. Good news, everyone. Good news, disabled Australians. Not you'll soon be getting an app that will implement a welfare compliance regime designed by the people who brought you robo debt. But don't worry, that works It'll have, so well. it'll have blockchain. <coughs> No, this isn't good news at all. What makes it worse is that it's clear the government wants to extend technology-driven compliance to all Australians with an emphasis on cracking down on your mistakes, not theirs. Catherine Campbell, Secretary of the Department of Social Services, says the long-term plan is to have one app for all Commonwealth government services. She said one to rule the world. Apparently oblivious to how evil that sounds. (laughs) Wait, Senators didn't somebody are, <laughs>
1: else say that at some point? <laughs> One ring to rule them all or something? I don't know.
0: Senators are already worried that the disability app intended to be used by participants in the NDIS to claim expenses against their support plan will go the way of COVID-safe. Millions of dollars spent on technology that doesn't really do the job. My God. Intention, uh, yeah. <laughs> the intention was to fix a poor web experience and allow claims to be made from <laughs> mobile devices. But instead of simply creating a better website, in 2018 the Digital Transformation Agency joined forces with CSIRO's Data61 and the Commonwealth Bank to trial blockchain-based smart money, so it magically know whether the expense was legitimate or not. According to the CEO of NDIS, NDIA, the agency Martin Hoffman, the pilot app has been very popular and well received
1: <coughs>
0: by them. And the feedback has been extremely positive by them. The app will be fully available in the coming months, first on Google Play and then on Apple's App Store. What a terrible, terrible
1: idea! Didn't they? Hang on, don't they have a wonder rule them all? Isn't that what my gov was supposed to be?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So not not that wonder rule them all. Different wonder rule. But it did have blockchain, right? (laughs) Everything's got to
0: have blockchain these days.
1: Well, I mean, they couldn't get. I mean, I can't. It'll Might. fix
0: all of the government problems.
1: <laughs> yeah, stop using Netscape Navigator Gold to build your websites. Yeah, there's an idea.
0: I liked that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's, just, it's a, just a little outmoded. Just, just, uh, just, a, just a little. You damn leaders.
0: <laughs> I mean, my day, eh? that was <laughs> was a great software I used. It,
1: it's great when you're doing your GeoCities website, but you know, <laughs> um, no, it's. Why don't they... Because they had the... What was Works. it? The National ID program or whatever it was, which was supposed to be on everybody's driver's license. Yeah. And then that, after hundreds of millions of dollars and several years, decided, oh, this isn't working. Let's do MyGov. And they went, hey, let's add Medicare to MyGov. And then let's add the ATO to MyGov. Family and services. And they'll throw Centrelink on MyGov. And there's family services on MyGov. And there's a couple others on there now. Yeah. None of them work. No. And when... The, I mean...
0: If you go to the website... I'm sure a couple of them work occasionally.
1: Well, if you you can get onto the website. Yeah. Uh, Because didn't they... Aren't they talking about putting uh, the latest census on your MyGov page? (laughs) So that you couldn't duplicate results on the census one. (laughs) And they're saying if they ever do online voting for elections, it'll be run through the MyGov page as well. (laughs) But I literally cannot log on to MyGov page every time. I kid you not. Literally every time I log on... I have to a full reset of my account, which deletes any history, deletes any messages, deletes any notifications that are on there. So if there's something on there that I'm supposed to be aware of, I literally cannot access it because I have to reset my account every time I log in.
0: And what do you get? An email <laughs> saying, please log on to gov and check the new message we sent you because we're not going to email it. Uh-huh.
1: That's what they do. And then you go there and because I have to reset my account... It's there not there, the and then when you email them and say, what was it supposed to go? They're, oh, we'll send it to you, MyGov. No. Which you then reset, and there goes your <laughs> message, so you send them. And it, and you're like, if you're going to the trouble of sending me it to MyGov, why don't you just send me the email, which I clearly have, because I have to use my email to log on to MyGov.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> I'm not trying to say it's broken or anything, but... <laughs> it's a steaming
0: pile of crud.
1: <laughs> on a good day. Yeah. And and even when it does work, it's so slow and laggy and pathetically over underpowered. And they must be using Microsoft servers or something. It's using Azure, I'm sure it is.
0: 286. They're
1: probably, probably hosted on that reel to reel that the University of Melbourne's got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, who, like, the government should not be in charge of anything at all to do with internet. Technology or security, yep. they shouldn't be allowed anywhere near those three things, let alone all of them together in one place. Yeah,
0: <laughs> or anything else for that matter. Well,
1: right? actually, government shouldn't be allowed near anything. Full stop. No. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's a whole another conversation for a different show. If you want me to do that show,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: which I've been thinking about for a while, because <laughs> but um yeah no I I don't know I mean. What do you believe? Well, they say they're going to do this stuff and they, they don't or they get halfway through it and it falls apart or they bundle in with something else After anyway. They so
0: $20 billion then it falls <laughs> apart.
1: Yeah, I mean look at the COVID thing. Like, so it doesn't register something like 90% of check-ins. <laughs> Which so, they admitted uh, to when it took them six weeks to track down four people or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not that I, I mean I don't use it anyway, but I refuse to even have it on my phone, let alone use it. Same. Um, But it's like you've only—you know—it's not like it's a hard thing to do. These things you're trying to implement, people have been successfully doing for years. There's an app that we use, and I'm just—I'm having a mental blank, and I can't think of it at the moment. But a lot of retail, a lot of small little retail stores have it, and it's just a—it's almost like a, a loyalty app sort of sort of thing. And you go to a small store. There's a Q- QR code beside the register. You scan it, and it gives you a lo- you know a, ch- a check in for that location. And after you've checked in a dozen times or whatever it is, you you know you get your ten percent off, or you get your, your rewards package for that thing. Yep. Um, so the whole check in notification thing is not new. We've had this for.
0: You can even RFID ten it. years.
1: Yeah, we must we must have had this for for close on ten years. Um, it's shop. I can't what it's called now, but it's a really neat little service. It's not required, it's just a bit of fun. You know, once every six months, one of your customers, you know, gets an email saying, Hey, guess what? <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's pretty cool. But it, it's not like they're trying to achieve anything new. that no. is They're just screwing up simple operations
0: and then putting it on crappy services because they don't want to <laughs> pay any money for it.
1: But the thing is, in this case, it's worse than Robodeck because they're basically saying that. This is because this is supposedly through the blockchain, so supposedly secure, supposedly stable, supposedly encrypted. So if something goes wrong, like, for example, you have to reset your account every time you go to log in and you lose your information, it's all gone. It's your fault. Yeah, You must have done something wrong, so we're going to penalize you because you didn't notice the penalty that we penalized you with last time. So here's a new penalty that you can't access, so we'll penalize you next time for penal- if I'm
0: not reading the penalty. Great money-making scheme, right?
1: <laughs> Can anybody say pyramid scheme? <laughs> yeah.
0: Bernie Madoff did, but he doesn't anymore. He doesn't. Yeah.
1: He hadn't for a while, <laughs> but he really doesn't now. No. Um, if you don't know who that is, Warlock will tell you because he knows more about it than I do. I know of him, but that's that's. I think the end it was
0: the guy who helped the Egyptians build the pyramids. Yeah,
1: that's it. And then yeah. then told everybody it was aliens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm <laughs> just not saying it's not. But it's aliens.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, time will tell, I guess. This is literally the only <laughs> the only way that can go. Um, speaking of internet, um, oh, that's not the stupid. There we go. If you open the right tab, it works better. <clears throat> So, the NBN, as we know, fantastic service that never fails, perfectly balanced and and well priced. No, wait, that's what it's supposed to be. That's right. <laughs> the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, because clearly they're such a powerful department, <coughs> has released a quarterly measuring Broadband Australia report. <laughs> well, they like take a tape measure and they said it's crap. <laughs> Um, They've been doing it for a few years now, which explains why it's quarterly and annually. Uh, (laughs) And it's been a good barometer of the National Broadband Network's performance and customer satisfaction. This quarter's report is a little different to all those that came before because it includes NBN's fixed wireless products. (coughs) And the results were disappointing. Shock horror! <laughs> For those who stuck on the benefits wireless, only seventy-eight point five percent received the advertised download speed on average, so there must be all those broadband customers, which dropped ten percent to sixty-eight percent during peak hours. <coughs> Uploads are significantly worse, with the average of fifty-eight percent of customers receiving their plan speed now drops to fifty-two percent during peak. Uh, what does it mean in real terms? So basically, if you're on a twenty-five fifty. Um, That's not how this works. <laughs> if you are on a twenty-five fifty plan down and a five twenty plan up,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty sure that's not how it works. So that's not that doesn't math, but anyway. So basically, they're saying that if you know, you've got
0: two internets,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. <clears throat> but basically they're saying that if you have, you know, you, I think what they're getting at is if you are paying for a twenty-five fifty. That doesn't make any sense because their numbers, they must have a back to, f- I don't know. But the, the internet's slower than what you're paying for, is what they're, yeah. is what they're saying. Um, the only good news is the outages are lower than they have been previously. Um, fixed line connections performance is significantly better. Uh, TPG continues the fastest fixed line NBN provider. That's only because nobody uses them anymore. <laughs> Everyone's gone to Aussie broadband. True that. Uh, measure connections are achieving full plan speed. See, <coughs> it's a little bit mis- misleading because they're saying TPG is the fastest followed by Optus and then Telstra. But the thing is, they will check your line and check your area and check your connection to make sure that they can hit their speeds. Places like Aussie Broadband and a lot of the smaller providers will just give you the internet. Yeah. So... Th- who and other ones may not even give it to you um so it's not really fair to to sort of bundle them in with them because they're giving internet to people who have bad connections as well but at least they're getting internet yeah so that's kind of a little bit a little bit of a cheeky um <laughs> statistic um but yeah uh, so just it, it does pay uh, i know probably two or three times a week i'll do uh a speed test um yep and not just you know i do a couple times a day like i'll do one at lunchtime i'll do one at like seven o'clock of an evening which is usually the peak time that's where you're usually going to see your slowest speed lunchtime gives you a good average uh seven o'clock in the afternoon or overnight gives you slowest and like if you're awake at two o'clock in the morning just do one as well because that'll give you your fastest peak uh i'm with aussie broadband and we're on an incredibly crappy exchange uh, I thought on the 50... And that's not their fault? No, that's just a crappy exchange. There's nothing they can do about it. Uh, I think on the 50... 25? No, 50... What is it? 50-20, is it?
0: That sounds very far. <coughs> Something like that.
1: And I usually... I, I usually get pretty close to that. Um, there's no point going... for. I did originally have the 130... 40. 40, yeah. Yep. I originally had that. But I just they they said there's no you can we can give it to you, but you're not going to get it, and they're right. Like I had it for a couple of months, and I went from ah probably max like 65, and you know, uh, it went down to the 50 plan, and I get max 60 and average at about 48. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, it's basically the same speed, and I'm paying less for it. So it is always good to know. Um, what sort of speed you're getting and what's worth changing. People like Aussie Broadband are great because they don't lock you into a contract. So if you do want to change the speed one month or up or down or your data plan or whatever, you, you just do it. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a, 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 a thing I was reading today that um, a lot of people, are now that they are offering the gigabit plans, um, a lot of other providers who can offer them won't, they won't offer them to existing customers. They're literally only using them to entice new customers in. So all these existing customers whose contracts have run out, are all going to Aussie broadband because they're like, hey, just no contracts, no lock-ins, no nothing. Just come and come and
0: go whenever you please. Great and stable speed and have they've the uh, no peak guarantee.
1: Have a gigabit connection and, you know, if you don't want to be here next month, that's fine. Don't be here next month. Or if you're an existing customer and you want it, you ring them up. Actually, you can do it on your online portal. And they go, hey, I'll take that gigabit player, thanks. And they go, yep, no
0: worries. And so people know, (laughs) this is not like ADSL. You don't say, I want to switch over to Aussie broadband and it happens next year. Yeah. You've got two internet lines coming into your house and you just unplug from there, plug into there, and you've got Aussie broadband. In fact, your old one will keep going even if you've cancelled it. Until your bill cycle runs out, and then they'll switch that one off. But you'll already be on the Aussie Broadband on the other port, which is how I did it, going from SkyMesh. Yeah,
1: um, and most most uh, well, all the MTD boxes have four ports. I think it's three data, yeah. one voice, or four data, one voice, something like that.
0: Two two data and two voice. That's the two data, two voice, is it? Yep. Yeah. So
1: you can generally yeah, you gonna switch between. A lot of the time, if it's the same carrier and they're using the same Back end. Uh you won't even need to do that. Like if you go from um TBG to what I own it or whoever it is, they use the same back end. So you don't even need to switch it over, it'll just switch over in, in yep. the middle of the night when it feels
0: like it. You'll so, still be with T P G though, <laughs> which will be sad.
1: I mean, yes, but <laughs> 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 it's uh, and then you go into iron it, which is possibly even worse <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I mean like uh, you don't you don't even always need to switch it a lot of the time it will it can even use the same channel that you're on yep. um, but uh yeah it's definitely worth hunting around looking seeing who's got the best prices you don't need the gigabit a lot of very few people need the gigabit very few people I mean. Uh, population wise, very statistically, and not a lot of people can even get Are it. Are you saying
0: I'm special?
1: Well, we know you're special. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> has ever contested the fact that you're special. <laughs> um, I'm special. <laughs> kind of a seal clap kind of way. Um, there know, it goes it. We're gig? banned off YouTube now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's, you know, you don't necessarily need the gigabit, especially if you're. Uh, in a lot of cases, you might be running a work internet where it's literally just like a point-of-sale system and a computer at the back. At uh, you know a 25-meg plan, or whatever, it's going to be perfectly fine because you're not doing that much with it. Yeah, um, even 12. Yeah, you, you don't need much at all. Uh, so you can cut costs a lot of the time by going to a lower plan, especially if you don't need that sort of data. Uh, it might even be beneficial to go to a really entry-level plan. Say you've got... Um, say so you've got a driver who's on the road all the time you might look at maybe going to an entry level plan at the office and then just getting one big data plan so that when they're out on the road they're using the data and you it costs you less ultimately because you're not hitting your caps or having to recharge all the time you're just using a decent amount of data yeah um you know so there's so many options out there now with data and flexibility and stuff that that's um if you go with Vodafone, for example, I'm not a huge Vodafone f- I'll Okay, I'll take two stories because I'm here, so it kind of relates in, <laughs> inadvertently. <laughs> um, I'm not a, not necessarily a huge Vodafone f- fanboy it, by any stretch of imagination, but I do like a couple of the features they do. One of the things they do is they have a family plan, and you can have up to five devices, or you can have more. The first five devices that you have do two things. One is they share calls and share data pools. The other thing that occurs is that you get a discount for every dev- You get a five percent discount for every device that you have, up to five devices. So you can get twenty five percent discount on your bill, but it's not a discount just on the bill. It's a discount on every plan before. Okay, so <laughs> if you've been a long time customer, they change their plans, obviously. And what they prefer to do, rather than changing your plan just for the sake of changing and putting you on a different plan, is when that plan's up, or when you go and renegotiate, they will give you an equivalent plan to what you're on, but it's always at a lesser cost. But they apply a discount at the billing cycle to that plan. So if you're on, let's say it was a what used to be a $100 plan, it's now a $60 plan, you get a $40 discount on that plan. But the neat part is that 25% discount applies pre-discount. So you get 25% off the $100, which gives you $25 off, and then they apply the $40 discount. So you only end up paying $25 for a $40 plan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, can I argue with it? Yeah, so they do that, which is great. They do the data pool sharing, and I think I've... Co- what did we work out the other week? Four hundred. put or,
0: SIMs into your tablets and stuff.
1: Yeah, I've got four or 500 gig of... shared data between the five devices we've got yeah yeah so if you got um you know if you've got say you've got a mobile you know your wife's got a mobile you've got the work mobile and then you want to have one in your one in your tablet or your laptop or whatever for when you go away a data only one
0: your teenager's got one well yeah
1: you know a tablet a tablet plan which is just a data plan uh, and now a lot of cars have smart like my. I've got an Android head deck in my car, so I can put a SIM card directly in that, and so it's got, you know, constant connectivity as well. So, yep. you know, and all these plans, you can have as many as you want. It's unlimited, so it's a great way of doing it. But as I was saying, with Vodafone, uh, Vodafone was hit by a nationwide 4G outage. Oh. Um <clears throat> voice data, voice and data services were affected, which was weird because it, it was such a strange thing, on uh, Friday. <coughs> sorry about that Vodafone um, suffered a nationwide outage of their 4G cellular network on Friday which is across Australia, unable to access mobile data and voice for 10 hours um, started complaining about 11 uh, the Ocala download service showed spikes in outages from Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide so basically Australia wide some customers reported the services were limited to 3G others reported having no reception at all uh, in our case we had 4G signal and it would come in waves you okay. we never actually lost voice uh, for a couple of, there was a couple of like 10 minute periods where we lost voice but we never really lost voice we never lost the 4g signal we just couldn't access the data off the 4g network right um, but it would come in waves it would not work for 15 minutes, it would work for 15 minutes and not work... It was really bizarre. Um, Vodafone confirmed the issue, said it impacted um, mobile services, caused data services to revert to 3G. Uh, it doesn't... Uh, we were working to resolve this issue as soon as possible. Vodafone had identified the issue causing disruption by one... by one ten, so two... Yeah, two hours later. Uh, began progressively, progressively restoring four G services. An hour and a half later, services fully restored. Ten hours later, um, and the neat part is they're offering free data and stuff. That, you know, like I think they've offered uh, hundred gig or something to everybody now. Yep. <coughs> um, they haven't said what it is, but it's most likely a relay error because that's what it was last time. <laughs> a switching error. Uh, they went to test their backup switches and they bought down the entire network when one of the switches didn't switch over. Oh, <laughs> and they went, We fixed that. Well, maybe oh. you didn't, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, <coughs>
0: that guy's been fired, <laughs> he's
1: been he's demoted at least. He's now only allowed to work on 3G stuff,
0: yeah. <laughs> A bug in the game engine used in Counter-Strike Global Offensive could be exploited by hackers to take full control of a target's machine. A security researcher alerted Valve about the bug in June of 2019. (laughs) Valve is the maker of Source Engine, which is used by CSGO, Team Fortress 2, and several other games. The researcher goes by the name Florian, said that while the bug has been fixed in some games that use the Source Engine, it's still present in CSGO, and he demonstrated on a call with uh, this company. Florian's correspondence with Valve occurred on HackerOne, the bug bounty program used by the company to get reports about vulnerabilities. Valve admitted it was being slow to respond, and even though it was classified the bug as critical in the thread with the researchers, with the, which they reviewed. I'm honestly very disappointed because they straight up ignored me most of the time, Florian said in a chat. So uh, watch out for your CSGO. You might end up getting hacked.
1: Because CSGO has been such a stable game that's never had <laughs> never had uh, breaches in it before.
0: Just as stable as Cyberpunk?
1: I've heard some interesting... I haven't played... Actually, I'd like to play the game. I've heard some interesting things about that, though, eh? I don't know how many of them are true, but, yeah, apparently it's a little bit rough around the edges as well.
0: Yeah, they had a 25-gig update to try and fix a lot of stuff from launch, and I think they just had another 40-gig. So if you're on Australian shitey internet <laughs> good luck playing the you game you have to download it? 65 jiggly bytes yeah it might be playing it in 2022
1: 2023 uh, you know i mean um gta online it's been buggy ever since its release and it's only marginally better now than it was <laughs> <laughs> what how long ago has it come out now six or seven years ago
0: yeah
1: it's you know they patch after patch after patch after patch and it's it, it's done almost nothing. It's still as bad as it was when it first came out.
0: Yeah, my co-worker <laughs> said that he loves Cyberpunk. It runs fine on his PS Pro and even better on his PS5, and he doesn't have any issues with it. And this the latest patch added some fixes to stories and stuff, but it wasn't <clears throat> stopper kind of thing, so
1: it's weird how it works on consoles though. Like on a PC, obviously you can keep keep playing the old version while the download's happening if you want. Not on a console, because obviously you're semi... Well, not as much now as you used to be, but you are semi-limited to space. Yep. Um So they once you click download, they delete the old... Not your save files and stuff, but they delete the bulk of the game files to yep. free up the room for the new update that's coming in. <laughs> they basically delete all the files that the update's going to replace. And as it downloads them, it puts them into where they need to be. It's kind of an interesting little way of doing it. Um, but yeah I mean that's nuts remember I remember I used to freak out when games were uh, you know um uh Final Fantasy 7 VII or 8 I believe was yeah. on like 5 PS1 PlayStation 1 CDs oh right <laughs> and I thought that's insane like who needs to build a game that big like that's just ridiculous you now that was 3.5 gig or something because it was like 5 discs yeah now, prior to that I had just about every game we had was on one CD at the absolute max. Unless for, it's
0: something like Myst or Seventh Guest.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mist was on four, two or three, or, I think. Um, but most of them were one. And then when DVDs come out, it's definitely one DVD. Six six gig, that's... You, six gig. You're not getting them than six gig. Six gig's fine. And then you look in... are your not Bill St- Gates. You look in... Yeah, I know. You look in your Steam directory now... I could actually have a look in mine.
0: it would be too scared and
1: to. Yeah, pretty much. It's um, Hang on. Let me go to library. Let me go... Uh, Steam apps. View... Uh, where are we? Let's go view... Browse cycle files. Let's go to Steam apps. Let's have a look in this directory. Uh, This could take a while. We're up to 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. It <laughs> just keeps... <'cause laughs> I'll let you know when that finishes, but <laughs> that's the problem. I need some
0: faster way of collecting that info.
1: Well, this is on my uh, spinning disk too. It's not on my SSD because uh. I'm not putting my Steam directory on my... <laughs> On my SSD, I won't have any SSD left. For entertainment,
0: <laughs> in the meantime, people can watch the scrolling thing at the top, which every now and then goes, and then slows back down and goes. So oh, it's
1: <laughs> so dodgy. <That> was, <laughs> see, there's an example of updates breaking programs. Yeah, That scroll, when we first started using it, was flawless. It never played up. We and now i no here <clears> at the same time even. Yeah. Well, I can't even run the two of them now. It basically comes to a standstill if I do that. Um, and after two or three updates it's just broken up to the point where it just gets slower and slower and slower so but um,
0: give you something interesting to look at while we're cabling on
1: (laughs) but yeah I mean uh, part of it comes down to you know a lot of this stuff should be games should be pen tested and generally beta tested properly um, before (coughs) released to the public and then once they're released to the public they should be released on Servers provided by the the um, you know the company that released the game, so they can monitor the activity and see exactly what's going on and and you know who's trying to cause trouble and how they're trying to do it. I mean, Minecraft is a classic example of that. There's been so many every time a patch comes out, within hours, there's another workaround for that patch or that hack or or that that cheat. You know, it's just, uh, admittedly, <laughs> I mean, when you, I kind of, no, Minecrafts were different. It was written for, like, five people to play and, and that was it. Like, it was never intended to do what it's doing. But it's the same sort of thing. Like, the, the, it's almost like they're getting sloppy. Um, Tuscan was another one um, that was just so buggy. Um, there's some games like um, Seven Days to Die, where they have their cheat protection thing installed. Um, which what sometimes that sometimes bugs out. It, well, sometimes it causes a problem, but sometimes too, that's a good thing because when you want to update your security or update your procedures or update your protection, you only need to update that that layer of the game rather than the entire game itself. So oh, yeah. it's only a couple of hundred meg update rather than a you know fifteen gig re-download of the entire game again. <laughs> Because I've got my Steam library and I haven't played a game in there for a month. I can't use the games. I've just got to sit here and wait for two hours before all the games updates before I can play any of them. Yeah. You know, so, I don't know. There's some games that never seem to have an issue. There's other games that seem to have nothing but issues. And you would think now, like, you can't really say that a vulnerability is a new vulnerability. Given that most of the games are based on the same technology, if there's a vulnerability in one game, there's going to be the same vulnerability in multiple games that's using that engine, because they're all using the same engine. Yeah. So you think if somebody comes up with a bug patch to fix that vulnerability in one game, all the games would have that
0: same patch. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Uh,
1: What would I know? I'm a game designer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Oh, yeah. I'm right. working on another game jam to do interactive fiction. If anyone's played Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game or Leather Goddess of Phobos, or. Uh,
1: I need to check that one out. I mean,
0: yeah. It's a funny one. <laughs> Is
1: that like a uh, Leslie Sleep Larry game? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but
0: it's all text um, and Zork and all that sort of stuff. There's Love a jam Zork. on it at the moment to make one of those. Uh, it's called Puny Inform. And it runs on Inform 6 and it can uh, make games, adventure text-only games for probably like 50 different 8-bit and 16-bit computers as well as modern machines and everything. So I'm having a lot of fun learning how to write programming script for this, but I put together a sort of... Smallish adventure. It's not huge. It's going to have some cool puzzles. Well, it's going to have puzzles in it, <laughs> whether <laughs> they're cool or not. I'll leave that up to you, but it's got pop culture references to like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and um, the goodies and all sorts of stuff in there in my game. But uh, mostly the point of doing it is just to get some practice at it. And it was a jam, so I thought might as well join it. And I actually was talking to the guy who's programming the interpreter the puny inform interpreter and uh, started up a discord server for them because they didn't have one. So we're all sitting on the discord server all day talking about, well, not what, not what it's supposed to be working, (laughs) boss, talking about uh, making adventure games and how do you make this particular thing work and all that sort of stuff. So it's heaps of fun. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, trying to think of all the things that people might type in is crazy because you're like, okay, I've got, a, um I've got a slot there a container that something can go in so I call it a coin slot you want to put a coin in there and they might go okay well I want to put a teddy bear in the coin slot so you have to think reject everything that's not a te- that's t- that's not the coin because um, anything else is not going to work but you have to think of these traps and then it's like maybe they'll try to jam something maybe they'll try and take the coin slot and put it in their inventory and you have to say no you can't do that so all these caveats that you have to get your head wrapped around before you can do it but i've got 15 locations and probably half a dozen puzzle mini puzzles so far so i think it's going to come along it's a three week jam i don't think i'll uh, have anything exciting done by the end of it but it'll be a playable game and then um i'll look at maybe making some full mystery adventure or something like that when i uh finish it, so
1: I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Just um, somebody's written Zork to work in a web browser. Cool. It's been that long since I've played it. I cannot remember for the life of me what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Careful, <laughs> you get eaten by a crew.
1: I can't even get out of the... I can't even get out of the front of the <laughs> you house can't even get eaten by a <coughs> I can't even successfully do that. This has been that long since I've played it. I need to go and remember what I'm doing.
0: Yeah.
1: The... Uh, do but I know it's, I, hmm? I know that there's like an easy way and a hard way of doing exactly the same command. <laughs> um, but I can't remember what any of those even are.
0: And my last story for the night: uh, France is offering residents two thousand nine hundred seventy-five dollars to trade in their gas-powered vehicle for an electric bicycle. Earlier this week, lawmakers in France approved the measure in a preliminary vote. The French Federation of Bicycle Users claims that if France does go ahead with the scheme, it would be the first nation in the world to give people money for old cars to put towards new electric bicycles. However, the organization must be leaving out crucial details as to how it reached that conclusion as there have been other similar schemes. Oh, for example, as Marty Tulenhaimo, Chief Specialist at the Finnish Cyclists Federation points out, Finland has a similar rebate which citizens can use to fund more than 2,000 e-bikes, 1,000 new low-emission cars and 100 public transport tickets. Lithuania also offered such a scheme last year. The nation's Environmental Project Management Agency offered residents $1,200 if they traded in their old cars. The money could then be used against anything from e-scooters to e-bikes, public transport tickets. The scheme was considered a success with more than 8,500 people applying for the grant.
1: Yeah, it's only Australia where we charge people for having electric cars. Oh,
0: we all, don't like them. All, yeah. the other,
1: all the other countries like actually give you benefits and incentives, but no, here they actually charge you if you have one.
0: Yeah, the US is going to... Even the government in the US is going to throw away their whole fleet of petrol cars and get EVs, I think.
1: Uh, eventually. It'll, yeah. it, won't, it won't happen overnight. No. <laughs> um, but it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> there is... Yeah, I mean, there is more of a push to go that way. Um... <sighs> Depending on location, depending on blah blah blah, there's a whole heap of depends on that. But it does make a lot of sense in a lot of in a lot of situations, um, especially
0: big capital cities like of, Sydney has got yeah. the main roads cut out now going through the centre of Sydney because um, they just have the tram there now.
1: Hmm. Yeah, the middle of cities, uh, an EV. I mean, you you can spend three hours and travel four k's. Like an EV makes perfect sense in the middle of cities. Um, yep. You know the the average person only does I think what is it thirty five k's a day or something. That's not a lot. Yeah. Um, and even the cheapest of VBS will do that. Yep. Um, but it comes down to do you want one car that you can go j- jump in, go for a drive. You know, and only have to stop every three or four or five hours depending on how fuel efficient your car is. Yeah. Or do you? Have two cars because unless you buy something like a hundred thousand dollar car or whatever they are now, sixty seventy thousand dollar Tesla, yep. or some of them. I mean, there are other cars, they're Ionic and stuff, but they're still a fifty sixty thousand dollar car yep. that can do that. You know, three four hundred k range. Um, or if
0: someone's just going to work, they can sell, <coughs> get rid of money for their crappy old car, keep the other petrol one for weekends. And stuff. Well,
1: that's that's what I mean. Like you, you know, a lot of people now are getting. Traditionally, you'd get a little, you know, four-cylinder car for the missus to go to work in and, the, you know, you'd have another car that you'd... The husband would drive to work or the wife and someone would drive to work and then it was the weekend car we you'd go on trips. Yep. Well, now that primary car can become even something like a Nissan Leaf or an IMEV or a cheap EV. Yep. And then you got to think about, do you want the second car or, you know, work it out from there? But, um, I mean, we're getting an electric van for work... Yep. The Nissan ENV200 is going to be privately imported because it there's none available here. Um, and it's got about 100k range, which is, is even on my busiest, uh, you know, I've been, over the last six months, I've been looking at how much I'm doing. And even on my busiest day, I'm only doing, you know, 50, 60k. So yep. I've got plenty of range left and I can always top up anyway. There's fast charges in town, so it's not a big
0: deal. You don't have um, to drive to the other side of Brisbane for <laughs> work anymore. Yeah.
1: And yep. the, um, Repayments for the vehicle is less per week than I'm paying for fuel.
0: There you go.
1: <laughs> so I'm saving money by going to an EV. In this case, I'm yeah, actually, win. I'm actually coming out about. If you take rego insurance and fuel into the mix, I'm actually coming out about a hundred dollars a week in front.
0: Nice. <laughs> so I'm sure you can find something better to spend that on. Yeah.
1: So 1.2 terabytes, in case you're wondering, is my games folder at the moment. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's um that's nasty.
0: How many are in there? Wouldn't do good on my one terabyte. One point two terabytes.
1: One point two terabytes on uh, oh, it's going to turn with a whole lot. I don't know how many folders on oh, 120. Okay, so I've got 120 games. So see me. I don't know 120 minus all this. I didn't realize these are. Uh, minus about forty. So I've got about eighty games, there and it's over a terabyte. <laughs> and most of them aren't even really new games; they're all older games. Yeah. So that's uh,
0: scary actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Lucky I've got like two. Let's
0: do some more tabletop simulator.
1: We will. Yeah. Lucky I have got two terabyte drive in there. Wow. It's no. <laughs> I just realised because I'm recording to that drive as well so it's um, nearly full I might need to do something about that (laughs) well that's
0: the end of the show (laughs) (laughs) pretty
1: much forced or otherwise
0: yeah. Thanks for <laughs> listening to Aussie Tech Head Show broadcast weekly. We can be found at Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Patreon, slash Aussie Tech Heads at all them, and also coffee.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Email us, Glenn, Wheel and Warlock at aussietechheads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on aussietechradio.com, 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand, new shows out at each Friday. See you next time. Thanks,
1: guys. See yeah.